I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Slava Ukraini. I would want to say that we were well prepared, but war is a thing you can never be fully prepared to. So we decided that we need to speed up our plans and nothing like a war shows if you've made the right choices or not. The fintech innovations and technologies have been one of the means how Ukrainian financial institutions were actually able to survive that horrible time. The remote verification, remote identification, remote lending, and the massive digitalization of Ukrainian financial institutions has become not just a matter of convenience, it has become a matter of survival. Nobody knew how resilient the Ukrainian financial system is. Some of the most resilient financial systems with all that it has survived. So when we say launch the lending business in an hour, we mean your own lending instance that is absolutely ready to be used for launching any kind of lending product within actually below an hour. Right now, we are on the track of getting an instance ready in 22 minutes. <laughs> 12 years ago, actually pretty much to the day as I record this, I was in Sarajevo, quietened by the experience of seeing firsthand the still seemingly fresh scars of the last international armed conflict in Europe. Except, of course, it wasn't the last one. In November 2013, the European Union and Ukraine were due to sign an association agreement that would converge economic policy, legislation and regulations across a broad range of areas. Until, against the wishes of his own parliament, Viktor Yanukovych cancelled that deal in favour of one with a Russia-aligned trade bloc. The people protested en masse, Yanukovych was removed, and Russia retaliated by seizing territory in Crimea. I'm not a historian or a student of political science, so I'm going to leave that there and jump ahead to the 24th of February 2022, when Russia invaded Ukraine in an escalation of that still unresolved war. It's a defining moment of our time. It's an invasion that brought with it mass civilian casualties, ecological disasters, reports of unrestrained and horrific war crimes, and what Wikipedia is calling Europe's largest refugee crisis since the Second World War. And it's not a one-off thing. It's something Ukrainians are overcoming with bravery and dignity every day. And today is Ukraine's National Day. So if you can help the people in any way, now would be a great time to reach into your pockets and donate generously. There are links to some good organizations in the show notes. Welcome to How to Lend Money to Strangers with Brendan LaGrange. Svetlanka Sergichuk, co-founder and CEO of Neofin. Welcome to the show. Hello, Brandon. Excited to be here today. Neofin is a fully no-code lending automation software as a service. 
that allows financial institutions to launch any credit product in a day. And we'll dive into what that means and how that happens. But first, Neofin is also a Ukrainian fintech. You are a Ukrainian founder. And this is going out on Ukraine's National Day. So let's first discuss what the Russian invasion and occupation has meant for you, for your loved ones, and indeed for your country. There's got to be a better way to ask this, but how are you doing? How are you doing is a very uh, complicated question because there are so many layers to reply to it. Because the first reaction is, of course, to say we're doing great because we keep pushing forward and we stay strong. On the other side, every day you're dealing with with that sort of news you wouldn't necessarily want to deal with. So um, let's stick to the first part of it. We're doing great and we're pushing forward. What has occupation meant to us? All of the founding team of Neofin is coming from Donbass. So this is eastern Ukraine. And this is the area where, as we joke and probably you as a british person would appreciate the dark humor so we call that we started getting the rockets before it has become a mainstream because (laughs) because, uh russia has invaded donbass in 2014 and for all the founding team at neofin this is at least a second war to go through and at least a second war to survive as, as a business and to survive as a community. So I would want to say that we were well prepared, but war is a thing you can never be fully prepared to. So what did occupation mean to us as a business? Luckily, by the time when the war started, none of us has been located in the areas that got occupied. We were all in Kiev, we were in the capital. But some of our customers, some of Neofin customers, had to survive the occupation and had to somehow maintain the operations. And as surprising as it may sound, but the fintech innovations and technologies have been one of the means how Ukrainian financial institutions were actually able to survive that horrible time. Because the remote verification, remote identification, remote lending and financial operation, the massive digitalization of Ukrainian financial institutions, has become not just a matter of convenience, it has become a matter of survival because you're so much safer if you do not need to go somewhere, if you do not need to go to the banking branch to get a financial service. So in a way, what is a matter of convenience or seamless user experience for all the world For Ukrainian fintech, at some point, it has become a matter of survival. If I think back to sort of the very early days, one of the early calls that came out was for people who wanted to help to book Airbnb accommodation, basically, and to use the payment rails that we were all familiar with to get money uh, into the country. It was obviously fairly random, but it was one thing that suddenly showed me as well that some of these dull things we think about day to day in the office actually matter. And, well, I think everyone listening would like to help in their own way, but it's not always easy to then know, you know, which of these charities or organizations are actually facilitating good on the ground in Ukraine. So do you have any suggestions of organizations that listeners who want to help can really sort of get behind? Thanks a lot for emphasizing the donation topic. It's a very important topic because people of Ukraine And the fighters of Ukraine do need support, still need support. And we and our team are constantly involved in different fundraising experience because we feel like this is a duty 
for every Ukrainian right now, no matter where we are. This is a duty to be involved and to help our country by all the possible means. If we speak about the reputable international organizations that would be worth donations, recently the Russians have exploded the Kahovka Dam, and 80 Ukrainian towns just sank underwater, and people were in, a, in an acute need of the drinking water and medication and basic food for surviving, just waiting on the rooftops of their houses before they're picked up uh, by the rescuers. The organization called World Kitchen was the only organization who has actually dared to come there. It's very close to the military actions. It's very close to the war zone and to the front line. And they dared to come there and help people with the uh, delivering the most necessary needs. So if any of you is looking for the international, famous international organization, this is the one that I would want to point out. I would also want to point out the uh, competent organizations for the military help, and that would be Save Life in UA. But I would say, from my experience, that the most effective way of donating and getting fast results is donating to the exact needs of the very people that are involved. So I'm constantly in touch and constantly involved in the communication with people, let's say the volunteer groups that are right now, for example, working on providing the medical help to the people of Bakhmut and being in touch with Ukrainians and asking, hey, what are the current needs of the exact people you know personally and people you trust that is the most effective way of the donation because organization would still have a layer of management and understanding how these funds are going to be directed how it would go through the paperwork through the management procedures it usually takes several months from a big international organization to deliver those donations to the actual place of need so i'll definitely put those links in the show notes but also as you said, you're keeping an eye on this. You're always talking to people there on the ground. And I see on neofin.com, so neo-fin.com, you've often got news on there and links yourself. So anybody who doesn't know any Ukrainians themselves can check up on the website as well and see if there's new fresh links there. Absolutely. Bringing us towards the, the Neofin business. You've got a fantastically clear purpose. Launch any lending business in an hour. It's a very dramatic statement to make uh, right out front on the website. So flesh that out for me. How does Neofin do this? That's indeed a very dramatic statement. And we are working to make it a reality with a no-code approach. So Neofin is a no-code landing automation platform. By no-code, we mean that launching a landing product and delivering it to market does not require any hard coding. When we say launch the lending business in an hour, we mean that you can get your own lending instance with all the working functionalities for you to use like a Lego constructor and construct any kind of lending product. And this instance is going to be ready within actually below an hour. Right now, we are on the track of getting an instance ready in 22 minutes. <laughs> of course, further customizations and further adjustments. Oh, you can see the thunder behind my back. It's very dramatic. I have a tornado behind my back. Today is a very nice Canadian weather day. So there can be a number of customizations, a number of adjustments of the product to the actual financial institution's target audience, to their style, to their policies, and so on. This can take time, but 
our stats shows that it takes four times less than any traditional enterprise software does. And it has zero delivery risk because when there's no uh, hard coding, there's no delivery risk. You know, when we talk about any lending business today, it's all about data. And when you have a one year or six month timeline between when you have the concept of a product and you roll it out, that six months or a year, you're not getting any data in. And the customization, all of that's very nice. But the first thing is to get it out there and see what people respond to, see how people pay back. And then to see, okay, where do I need to tweak? Where do I customize? And that agile approach to business is suddenly enabled when you can do it within matters of minutes. And I want to deep dive that in two halves. First, I guess a bit more conceptual, the term no code, which you you spoke about there, it's something that's come into my vocabulary only recently via some people I follow on LinkedIn. Obviously, the name is kind of clear in what it's going to do. But what is this no code technology that's now coming to the fore? Yeah, no code has become a buzzword. So Right now, the technology in general, not just the financial technology, is going through the wave of APIs. APIs that have enabled the systems to become interoperable, that made it easy to communicate between various external services. No code is a consequent wave after API. Because with an API, you still need the development workforce. You still need the development effort to get things done. No code just brings the maximum of the software components to the front end and make them front end manageable. For example, the risk manager or the head of underwriting of the financial institution without having any software engineering background can easily go to the Neofins underwriting studio and using the Neofins drag and drop interface, build out the super sophisticated, quite complicated decision trees, decision algorithms, groups of checks, groups of rules, risk policies and scoring cards. The marketing manager or a lending product manager without having a background in software engineering can go to the Neofins site builder. We call it like a WordPress for financial institutions (laughs) that provides the templates and the building functionality for all type of financial product web pages, like lead generation landing page or user flows, the forms, user, user dashboards, borrowers area, and so on. So the product manager can go to the site builder and using only the site builder front end enabled technologies build out a landing page or build out the whole customer flow, the whole user flow. And it allows the financial institutions that usually have a strong deficit of the development workforce and development power to concentrate the development power on building out their core business while all the, let's say, commodity, all the utilities are going to be fully front-end enabled and manageable. It's basically like my boss used to think it was when you draw on a whiteboard and just say, well, we'll put a score in here and then we'll use the score to drive this and this and and then leave us to do the work. Uh, But Svetlanka, there's one other aspect to that and that's kind of the practical one of it because obviously the reason launching a new loan business used to take so long is that there's a lot going on. You needed loan origination, loan servicing, loan management, collections. You've got to bring the data in, build scores, use those scores. So how are you managing to pull 
all those pieces together so quickly? And indeed, are you pulling all those pieces together? So when I say 22 minutes delivery, I mean 22 minutes delivery of your own personalized London instance. Inside this London instance, there will be access to all the Neofin solutions. By now, Neofin consists of nine different solutions that cover all the stages of the London product's lifecycle. Loan origination. Inside loan origination, there would be the KYC. There would be all the user flows with the liveness detection and with everything that is needed for remote anti-fraud solutions. There will be underwriting studio. There will be decision engine and everything that needs to happen before the credit decision is taken. On the level of the loan management system, there would be the constructor of the products where you would be able to build a product with different settings, with different insurance policies, with different risk policies, with different product types. And on the loan servicing level, there would be everything related to servicing the loan that has been already issued, automated communication, loan disbursement, the management of loan repayments, debt collection, and so on. All of that is right now under one Neofin umbrella. Most of the current existing solutions would be either covering one part of the credit product's life cycle, or there would be the all-in-one solutions that are quite big enterprise-style solutions that would not be flexible and open to the external services. The longest external integration has ever taken us was five business days. Because we have prepared the ready API method to be integrable with any external source. So that's why even when something additional is needed to be implemented, it takes much less time. Yeah, and um, I mean, in that sort of spirit of openness and this world of APIs, that means it doesn't matter where I am in the world, it doesn't matter which credit bureaus I might want to link to or external data sources, you can bring those in. It's not a, a, a service married to one data provider where I've got to put all my eggs in one basket. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And if we look at our first half of 2023, we have entered and started working in Saudi Arabia in the United Arab Emirates, in Jordan, in the United States of America. And just the last day of Q2 2023, we signed the first product in Kazakhstan. And we have a couple more countries right now in the line. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This no-code approach that is fully admin and front-end enabled, it's much easier to expand internationally and much easier to serve the needs of our international customers that have operations in several countries. I do like that image of the boss who could just draw it on the whiteboard because that's essentially what you're doing. You're getting rid of all the things that used to get in the way of common sense, where it should be simple to have originations, talk to loan management, talk to collections, and have all that data in one place. We know that for most of us, those bits just never spoke to each other. Some legacy systems are still like that, but this is what a new way of doing things looks like. And I think it really does enable fast experimentation and then the customization on top of that. And there's full dashboards and things like that too. So I do encourage anyone listening to go look at neo-fin.com. But Svetlank, I want to sort of somber the mood again a bit and, and come back to some of the other business lessons learned from your time under war. You would have woken up in February 2022 now, once again being invaded. It's incredibly traumatic, obviously, on the human level, first and foremost, but also from a business point of view, any kind of planning you've done, any thinking of the future is just shattered. So inside Neofin as a business in those early days, what was the feeling and what was your reaction to that complete chaos? And how have you grown and adjusted the business to take that into account? Yeah, February 24, 2022 was the date of a big change for Ukraine as a whole and for Neofin as a product, Neofin as a business. We were celebrating at the beginning of February 2022. We were celebrating becoming break-even on our own, being a fully self-funded business. On February 25, 2022, we realized that we're nothing close to break-even because most of the customers at that time were Ukrainian financial institutions and Ukrainian banks. On February 2024, we have received about 20 emails from our customers saying that we're stopping our landing operations because nobody knew how long the war will last. Nobody knew how resilient the Ukrainian financial system is. After the war, I think that it's some of the most resilient financial systems with all that it has survived. But at that time, nobody knew about that. So we just received about 20 emails from the key customers saying that they're closing their their lending operations and they just stopped paying. And we sat down with a team. We understood that we had a team that we were gathering all over Ukraine and all over the world. We have the little dev center in Kuala Lumpur. We have the little development hub in Germany and Ukraine. These are all the financial talents that we definitely want to keep inside the company. And being fully revenue funded, we would not be able to do that. And at the time of the crisis, every business has two scenarios. Scenario one is to keep working the same way it used to and disappear. Scenario two is to start doing something you have never done before and get a chance to adapt. So we decided that we need to speed up all our plans with international expansion. There was the first decision 
we have urgently started the work on internationalizing the product and making it cloud agnostic. The regions that we've selected were initially were Middle East and North America. Why Middle East? Because a lot of Ukrainian financial business founders had connections with Middle East. So we had this word of mouth. Being a fully self-funded business, we did not have uh, any budgets for marketing or for sales. So word of mouth was and is still one of the important engines powers the Neofins uh, business, so just the customers that are happy with, with what they get are recommending us to their friends, fintech founders. So Middle East was the first step. And then we targeted North America. The decision was ultimately taken in May 2022. And in June 2022, we have figured out that, hey, Equifax, the biggest credit data provider in the world, has announced the application's admission for the second cohort of their accelerator. And it was solely for the U.S.-based businesses with the U.S.-targeted operations and with some background in the U.S. financial operations. And at that point, we had zero U.S. financial operations. We had zero U.S. customers and zero experience of deploying our product in the U.S. At the same time, we have passed all the three stages of selection and finally made it to uh, top 10 of the Equifax Accelerator. And that was the first step and the first introduction. We're still very thankful because U.S. has organized for us such an intensive, deep dive into the U.S. lending scheme that was the beginning of our journey. It was December 2022, and everyone was telling me that it will take you at least two years to sign the first customer in the financial industry in the U.S., and it will take you at least a year and a half to get all the compliance uh, that is needed to work in the U.S. market. With me, Athene, because we were so motivated. I mean, we were motivated to survive and to act as fast as possible. We managed to get all the compliance and certification that is needed for the U.S. operations within half a year. And by December 2023, we signed the first U.S. customer. This is how the international journey started. So we have selected the way of jump into the unknown, try to do something that you have never done before. And just bring the product to the new level. I'm no longer surprised that you were able to get down the time for loan opening <laughs> so quickly, because obviously there's a energy in the team that's uh, great at doing things very quickly in general. And across the the top of their website, there when you go to neofin.com, you see "Made with Love in Ukraine" operating globally, which captures that spirit. And there's a lot of lessons in there for people listening as well. Hopefully, never go through something quite as extreme, but that these knocks that they get in in their day-to-day businesses, there are ways to work around them and to come back stronger. I must say that the war is still teaching us the lessons. I'm still learning every day. Some of the lessons of the first days of the war were the way you're managing risk, the way you're managing data protection, and the data security of your projects is the basis of your business's survival. And the fact that we have created Neofin as a fully cloud-hosted and cloud-agnostic product where there is no single customer's instance that would be hosted in the same cluster that another customer's instance has enabled us not to have a second of the downtime on any of the customer's instances during the war. This is something that we're very proud of. And even the Ukrainian customers, we had a number of financial institutions that we just stopped billing but we kept their working instances for them. And after 
nine, 10, 11, 12 months of the work, these customers, these banks were coming back to us and saying, hey, feels like we're ready. We're ready to start issuing credits back. We're like, okay, we're happy. And they're resuming, they, they become the billable clients again. But it was important for us to just keep the product working and to, to keep it running. So data security is a very important point in the business continuity. Then there is a very important point about the personal security of the team members. There were different stages. There was a stage when Russia has selected a strategy of bombing the Ukrainian energetical infrastructure. So every day they were bombing the electricity power stations. There were a lot of blackouts. Sometimes the Ukrainian team or my family could stay without electricity for like 35 hours. Then in this point, the lesson is react fast and do the needful. The sooner you get a generator, the sooner you supply the team with all the working conditions, the better for them, the better for you, the better for your business. It's very important to react super fast. And the relocation and the diversification of the risks when our team, the core team was on the way of the relocation, the international colleagues were like backing up, filling up for them and just saying, hey, I will work day and night. Like I will work two days in one day, let's say 16 hours, 17 hours, just to let my colleague relocate to make sure that the projects do not stop. So that was the dedication. And another lesson is that people, the humans, I can't even call it the human resource. I would just call it the people that you surround yourself with in the business are also the basis of your survival. And nothing like a war shows if you've made the right choices or not. Yeah, but I mean, you, you're now sitting with a hurricane outside your window. I think in all the corporates I've worked for, we've had these business recovery plans. And I said, what if this floods? And we used to go through these very boring processes that somebody would make the company do so they could tick a box and say we've got a disaster recovery process oh no it's not boring trust me when it happens it's not boring at (laughs) all (laughs) exactly and i think i mean it's also a great advert for cloud and the modern technologies you know not worrying about running around but when covid hit here in the uk uh, i won't name names but there were organizations that didn't have laptops for half their staff and they had to do things like shuffling around laptops so which people actually needed them. So if you didn't need one, you had to send it in so they could send it to someone else. And then all the access, as you talk about data security, like people couldn't log in and do work. And yeah, again, lots of transferable lessons and hopefully none of us will need so extremely. Uh, Svetlank, as I said, on the website, when you go there, I see they can sign up for a demo and they can learn more about the product. What does it look like for them to interact with Neofin? The process is very simple. They absolutely can sign up for a demo, book a call with us, get a product walkthrough. We would show the product. We would go in a deep discussions of the landing product that they're willing to launch, the salary in advance product or the personal loan or the student loan or the small dollar loan or life event loan and so on. So we would discuss all the details of the business case. We would identify where the pain is and request the list of the external services or technology stack they're willing to be integrated with. And then we would come back with a proposal. After proposal, we have the contract stage and there starts the subscription. The first stage in the subscription is usually the customization and setup. The customization and setup, depending on the customization requests and rules, can take a month or two or three. And after the customization and setup, they can just go ahead and 
do their lending. As easy as that. So if anybody listening would like to well, start that conversation or simply learn more about you and the business and, and follow that story, where can they go online to see Neofin and, and what it's doing? They can absolutely use the book demo functionality through our website. And I'm always open. I'm there on LinkedIn, on my email, I'm always open and always want to have a talk and help make the new interest in lending use case happen. I'll add to that that you're very kind and responsive on LinkedIn. And so anybody who is interested and feels a bit nervous about you know, approaching strangers on there, do, do not be scared. But Svetlanka, before I let you go, I learned about Neofin and yourself when you were speaking at Money 2020. You've since been on a number of other stages. As you said, you've been in accelerators, you've been in awards. Lots is happening. Having heard about the team and the energy there, I'm not so surprised. But talk to me about Neofin and yourself as a founder, as you look forward to the future. What are you investing your energies in? Uh, oh, there's a lot of interesting things coming out. We are developing very actively the embedded lending product offering. Uh, we are already covering a couple of embedded lending use cases, and we're just willing to make it more international and make it more, more widespread. Please stay tuned because there will be two very interesting countries announced where Neofin is going to launch its operations. So uh, I will not make a spoiler uh, right now. And of course, the deeper and deeper integration into the U.S. financial climate. Right now, we are a part of the EMA Harris Banks Women in Fintech program, which is very exciting, being in the accelerator of the sixth biggest bank in North America. certainly brings a lot of value. So right now, we're learning a lot. We're just trying to absorb all the information as a SpongeBob, and we're building out something interesting for the uh, U.S. bankers, and specifically the banking segment. So there's a lot uh, there's a lot going on and we will surely be keeping you posted. I'm going to be following that story for sure. I wish you the best of luck for that, but mostly wish for peace in Ukraine as soon as possible. So we will make some donations to the causes you mentioned and definitely put them in the show notes. And I encourage anyone listening to do the same. And hopefully we do see a turn to better times. Svetlanka, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much. And since it's the Ukraine's Independence Day today, I have to finish with one important phrase, which is Slava Ukraini. Slava Ukraine, indeed. And thank you all for listening. Please do look for and follow the show on your favorite podcast platform and share the updates widely on LinkedIn, where lending nerds are found in our largest concentration. Plus, send me a connection request while you're there. This show is written and recorded by myself, Brendan LaGrange, in Brighton, England. Show music is by I Am Wake, and you can find show notes and written transcripts at www.howtolendmoneytostrangers.show. And I'll see you again next Thursday.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 